0: Wanna be How we doing, Avalanche fans? Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Adrian Hernandez. This is At Elevation, a podcast brought to you by MileHighHockey.com. Uh, we got everything abs-related news-wise. Go check us out. That's MileHighHockey.com. You can also get a hold of us at, on Twitter, at MileHighHockey. You can tweet the podcast itself at, at elevationpod. And again, my name is Adrian Hernandez, Thank you guys so much uh, for tuning in. This is cool. I mentioned uh, on Twitter today that the late start was going to make me start early, cause man, I need to, I need to keep the juices flowing <laughs> in order to survive the night and the eight o'clock start. I know, like, I don't know. I'll get in. I'll get into the um, the start time a little later on. So let's just get right into things. Um, I mentioned on Twitter that I'd, today I'd be talking about uh, the Sydney Crosby trade rumors, which don't really have much uh, legitimate, legitimacy to them. Um, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about the Lake Tahoe game against the Golden Knights and uh, my my past and previous outdoor game experiences. So let's just get right into it. Um, let's talk about Sydney Crosby. So the interesting thing about this whole... Uh, <laughs> rumor is that uh, I just find it I mean it has the pieces there's there's pieces of this that make sense and then there's the one big piece of it to me that doesn't make sense so the first question I ask myself and I think we should ask ourselves is can you see Sidney Crosby as a Colorado Avalanche player like is it is it a plausible thing to envision I think so uh, based on his his potential common ground with Joe Sakic and his already pretty strong relationship with Nathan McKinnon. Um I'm pretty sure that the two of them Yeah, they do, the two of them train together in the offseason. I'll show you that real quick. And uh the chemistry is there. The chemistry is there. So like look at these passes, bro running on the treadmill 5 or even 6 pretty 15. wild it's pretty wild so i uh, i think that the chemistry is there they obviously work out together they're friends they're from the same city in canada uh, what's funny is Marshan's actually in this video too and i think Ryan Graves is is on the ice in this video um but I could see two two instances with Sidney Crosby. He's either going to retire a pen or he's going to be traded to a contender. Because he's not leaving. He's not going to go play. No offense, but he's not going to go play for the Senators. He's not going to do. I don't even think he does even what Taylor Hall did, like going to Buffalo. None of that. He's going to go to somebody who's a clear contender. And the Avalanche are odds on favorites, according to Vegas, in that regard. So, I think with those two things being said, I could see it happening. Now, is it plausible? Um, it would... It would. you got to understand, this would be one of the biggest trades in the modern era if it happened. And with that being said, there'd have to be multiple pieces involved. Um, you can't... You're not going to... There's no way you're going to get away with giving up nothing for Sidney Crosby. The only way that happens is if <laughs> Saka can pull something out of his you-know-what and uh, bring in a third team... To basically shoulder the load of all of the <laughs> future picks and stuff like that, so it would just cost. It would just require a, a ton of assets in return. Um, what's interesting though is, uh, you know, Pittsburgh is in that in between that limbo kind of between having some formerly great. I mean, Sidney Crosby is still one of the best players in the world, um, but the team itself used to be quite the package Um, and that's kind of not the case anymore so I'm just curious you know like with that being said that fits the mold but you you wonder what Ron Hextall and Brian Burke in Pittsburgh have in mind because everyone's kind of assuming that they're going to sell everything and look to look toward the future Um, if that's true I don't think a guy like Sidney Crosby sticks around for a rebuild I don't think, this isn't like the NFL, like, he's not going to groom another center into being the greatest center in the game. It's not going to work like that. Uh, He's going to want to compete for a Stanley Cup every single year because he's one of the best in the world. And when you're one of the best in the world, that's what you do. You compete for the Stanley Cup. So, I, uh, I think... The the biggest question in this whole rumor is, is it a good idea? (laughs) Because, obviously, we have plenty of assets. I'm sure Sackett could call Hextall and Brian Burke and and offer a package that would definitely get Sidney Crosby. We have the assets. But the question is, are we willing to give up those assets? I mean, Joe Sackett has worked pretty tirelessly to accumulate the, uh, the depth and the, the prospects of the future. Like, that's the biggest thing about the Colorado Avalanche. It's not that they're deep, it's that they're deep and young. So it's it's a it's the combination you want because the younger players you get to bring along and it's just a better situation to be deep and young. Obviously, you don't want to be deep and old, that's not long lasting. <laughs> so you're gonna give up you're gonna give up some of that future depth. You're gonna give up someone has to give up the future essentially because no way pittsburgh is gonna trade one of the decades if not greatest one of the if not the greatest player of the decade um to a contender especially one like the abs who have so many quality prospects and pieces yet to play there's no way they don't go after those and the only way they don't is if you can like i said earlier you can get a third team into the trade that can shoulder some of that load um but it seems like sakic's move all of his moves satisfy both the short term and the long term and i think that's the key to our success so far is that sakic doesn't really ever he's not putting it on black he's not putting 50 bucks on black and saying just please god let it be black sakic if he's if this if hockey was roulette Sakic has his chips all over the table because he wants to hedge his risk. He wants, to, he wants to levy that risk and plan for the future as much as he's planning for contending. The thing about being about having a guy like Nathan McKinnon is you get that luxury. Especially if you have a guy like Nathan McKinnon at a discount. So now it's really given Sakik the luxury to accumulate the lineup that we have now. So you gotta ask yourself: Are you willing? Are you willing to part ways with some of those people, especially some of the younger guys? Those are the, those are the people that they're going to be key, uh, queuing on. It's not going to be; they're not going to be the ideal trades. You know what I'm saying? No one's coming after Eric Johnson. Maybe I don't know. He's he's good. I'm just saying he's coming towards the end of his career. That wouldn't make sense for a team that's trying to rebuild, right? So, I don't know. That's the question: Is it a good? Is it a smart move? I don't think so. I think. If it makes sense towards the end of the regular season and we're going into the bubble and Pittsburgh's not a part of that bubble, I could see something. I'm not actually even sure when the trade deadline is. So I might be talking out my, you know, but if we're going into the trade deadline, I should say, not the playoffs, and it looks like Pittsburgh's not going to make it, I wouldn't be surprised if you see maybe, maybe not Crosby, but some other prevalent pieces of the Pittsburgh move, of the Penguins move. Man, who knows man we might be <laughs> what a crazy you're gonna get Sidney Crosby as a rental or what <laughs> not happening so that's kind of what I think on that uh, let me know what you guys think in the chat uh, and otherwise if you want to hit me up on Twitter let me know if you think this is a plausible trade if it's a good idea um, or if we're just kind of like looking to the sky and, wishing upon things that just will never be. I think my dad has a funny saying. He says, you can hope in one hand and you know what in the other and see which one fills up faster. I think it's this is one of those situations. He's getting Sidney Crosby is like taking, like getting 100% on a take-home test, i like to say, because you're lying if you say you don't want him, but you don't really know if it makes you better. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. So that's not on that topic. I'm going to move on into the... uh Avalanche at Golden Knights game at Lake Tahoe, man. I saw some pictures today Whew. Pretty cool um, That's kind of the way you want to play hockey when you're a kid. Yeah, I don't know I mean you want to play a game seven in the Stanley Cup in front of however many thousand people obviously, that's what you're saying in your mind when you're at those outdoor arenas, but man to to have made that step and to play in front of all those people and then to to do it now with the best in the world what an experience that has to be um and i'm gonna get in uh, into a little bit more of my experiences in the outdoor games as a fan uh online on milehighhockey.com i'm gonna write an article it should be dropping friday just to kind of lay out my experiences and kind of tell you which one i thought was the best uh and, and that sort of thing just from my experience but Back to the Tahoe game. It's a 1 p.m. start, which is super cool. Reverse retro jerseys, so I got mine on right now. I don't know why. Should probably be wearing it later. I could wash it, though. If you're wondering, is it macar? It's a macar. Hell yeah. So, afternoon game. Um, it's kind of what I need. I don't know about you folks, but other than the fact that we haven't gotten much hockey lately, I'm kind of relieved and, and gratified knowing that I don't have to stay up. I always, I used to love the late games. That's like the ones I would like the most because I would get to come home, eat dinner, come home from work, eat dinner, and then watch the game. I would have enough time for all that. Now it's more like, let's get this show on the road. I want to watch hockey. <laughs> I'm at home. Uh, so this one o'clock start is is going to ease the palate a little bit. And um, yeah, get ready to see a bunch of eye black and those those really cool reverse retro jerseys the full kit finally So I'm excited to see what those look like. Um it's also sounding like Lanis Gog, Jost, and uh Macar as well as Gerard will probably be in that game. Um Macar isn't on the covid list but the other three fellows were. And I think Hunter Miska, the goaltender is on there too. So we've had to make the Avalanche have had to make some moves bringing up a a, a couple of guys. I think they brought up uh Adam Warner. So, any Adam Warner fans out there, go check it out. You, you never know. Um, I think Ruby's getting a start tonight, though. And then, Makar was a game-time decision. I'm not sure. I haven't looked on my Twitter lately. I don't know if, if there's been an announcement as to whether or not he is, in fact, playing tonight. I know that Bednar, in the in the uh, presser earlier in the day, said that he was skating. Um, he said that it didn't look like he was ready, but then, according to, I think, uh, our boy Scott McDonald. He said uh, that he kinda circled back around and said, Well, he's a game time decision. That's probably just saving face. He probably just didn't want to show his hand and probably felt like, oh crap. I told them that McCarr's not playing, so they're gonna game plan for that. And he probably circled back around. I mean, I don't know if the opposing team is listening. I think you're dumb if you're not. <laughs> but that 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 can explain and I don't I'm not sure if we'll see him tonight. I, I kinda wouldn't I wouldn't see that happening, especially because there's a couple of days between this game and the Lake Tahoe game that I think he could really tune himself up and wouldn't want to get him hurt right before that. It's going to be a really cool experience for the young man. Um, so the thing about this Vegas series and this Lake Tahoe game is, it's to me, it's probably the most important series in the season, as weird as that sounds. I know I think we're like, this is the 12th game of them for, for the Avalanche. But it's three more games against basically... The be- I think Vegas is the strongest competition for the Honda division. <laughs> See what I did there? Um, they're the best competition, if not the team we might finish behind, just looking at things realistically. Um, and this could be one of those series that kind of set the tone in a good or a bad way. Uh, after this was, and I wrote this before um, the schedule update, so this might not be true, but it's probably close. <laughs> it's if if it's not if it's not close, it's actually probably gotten more hectic. But the Avalanche have a game on February twenty fifth against Arizona, and on and including that day, they will have thirty six games in seventy three days. So that's gonna be intense. Now think about this: they got these three games against the best, their best competition that they'll face all year uh, in the regular season, in my opinion and if you can get on a roll if you can win this series say you win 3 of the 4 man that's going to set you up to look good against Arizona and going forward into to a more grueling part of the season you want to have momentum cuz you want to ride on that momentum late in the game when those legs are getting tight and heavy you know what i mean those are that's that's what you rely on that momentum i think um the coach for Ottawa last night that that Ottawa coming back wow what a comeback right well one of the, the one of the coaches said momentum gives guys legs and that's I think that's hundred percent true you get one you get a little hip a uh, little hop in your step you get two you get a little more you get three now you're really moving so I think it's important for the Avalanche maybe not necessarily like I said three of four is the ideal situation. But at the very least, you gotta compete. You gotta feel like you left these games and you were you were playing among you were competing among the people and the team that you wanna be most competitive against. Which is the other best team in the division, right? Them and the St. Louis Blues. Those are the two teams, in my opinion, that you wanna look the best against. So far, the Avalanche looked a little rough in game 1 against St. Louis and then absolutely dominated in game 2. So we kind of don't know about that one still. This one so far, the Avalanche came out didn't come out slow I would I wouldn't say, but it just the timing wasn't there, the communication didn't seem to be there. You could tell that they had a lot of time off. So tonight will be the will I think will be a more accurate barometer of just how this matchup lines up. Andre Mark Andre Fleury stole the first game. Grubauer minus just one and Max Pass it's a it's an incredible shot. Like I saw something earlier in the day where an inter- uh, one of the reporters asked Grubauer if if the shot beat him or if there was uh, traffic in front of the net. Dude, you saw the replay. <laughs> what kind of question is that? You uh, what it is is a question where he's he's setting up. It's a loaded question. He wants Philip Grubauer to basically admit that he got beat, which. I'm not a fan of that. I mean, we all knew what happened. I don't. I don't think he. I mean, obviously he got beat. The puck went in the net. So, do you really need to? Do you really need to ask that question? I mean, I don't know. That's just. <laughs> that's how I feel on the matter. But I think we'll see. We'll see Grubauer play an, another solid game. Don't be surprised if you see Mark Andre Fleury playing another solid game. But I'm going with Mosier here. I'm thinking McKinnon's going to blow up tonight. I think I got my McKinnon crunch over here. See that? I think it's McKinnon crunch time. So let me know what you guys think. Let me know if you agree. I uh, I think that this Lake Tahoe game is shaping up to be one of the, one of the more fun ones to watch of the year. This one is really made for TV, right? We have games inside of arenas. They throw a bunch of tarps over seats and they throw graphics up on the ice and stuff like that to try and... To make it more appeasing for TV. But like Lake Tahoe with not even a fan around. Basically pond hockey in the middle of this beautiful scenery. It's it's made for TV. So get ready to, to really enjoy. I'm sure there will be a more submersive experience than usual given circumstances. And I'm excited for it. So yeah. Um, I think the game... What time is it? 6.18. So we're going to be puck dropping about probably about exactly two hours. Um, I'm gonna give you a prediction tonight just because I I feel like, hey, you got a platform, you might as well be wrong all the time and and have people throw it in your face. So uh, my prediction tonight is that Nathan McKinnon has a three-point night and you heard it here first, Tyson Jost is going to score. Yes, I know, crazy. But he's gonna, Tyson Jost is gonna get on the board. And Nathan McKinnon is going to have himself a 3.9. So, wait. I just said Tyson Jones is going to score. And he's not playing. So there's drunk take number one. If you guys watch the Altitude Sports Radio, they do drunk takes where people say something stupid. And they slow it down. And then it makes you sound like you're drunk. That's a perfect candidate right there. I just talked about. I guaranteed that Tyson Jones was going to score and he's not playing. ha <laughs> ha. Let's, let's change that. J.T. Comfer, that's what I meant to say. J.T. Comfer is going to score tonight. And and I'll, I'll double down on my Tyson Jost. Tyson's going to score in the Lake Tahoe game. There. I made it right. I made it right. All right. So thank you guys again so much for listening. Uh, this is At Elevation. Uh, we're a podcast brought to you by milehighhockey.com. Yeah, see? T-J-T-T-J, it's close enough. Exactly. That's I just got mixed up, so thank you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this is uh, at ElevationMileHighHockey.com. Check us out. My name is Adrian Hernandez. I'll be live tweeting during the game. If you enjoyed this uh, live stream, share this uh, Twitch with your friends. We are at Elevation underscore 303. Uh, and, yeah, man, go Avs. Hopefully we get to see a solid contest tonight. Uh, JT Comfort a score, McKinnon the three-point night, the most coherent prediction you've ever heard. (laughs) Right on, Avs fans. You have yourself a good night and enjoy the game. Thank you. Major blessings to have you in my life, I learned my lessons, things could be gone overnight But not my love, kisses and hugs, show affection when my stomach's not tied I ride with you like some training wheels and be by your side Uh, Tranquility, that's what you're giving me, tongue twisted, choked on your love Give me God with the spirit that you fashioned from above And that's love, yeah, that's love